One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. Jing, jingle bells, jing, jingle bells. If you're watching the video version, you will see that we are now in festive attire. And we're surrounded by our wonderful tinsel and our phenomenal community Christmas tree that we bring out every Christmas. Yeah. This is a Christmas tree that was given to us by a collective on our Discord server. It's got little baubles there's little billy rays on there yeah there's little stockings with our initials on them. this one i don't know if you can tell from Maybe the not front from that distance but the back is filthy because this stocking yeah. like appeared one day in like march outside the front of the office in the car park. we didn't know it was missing and it was just in the car park and we still have no idea how it got there or like how it survived, how that, it long. survived that long if it had been out there since, you know, we had the Christmas tree out. But it is a bit filthy on the back, but it's, it lived. It still lived. It I lived, bitch, and it's still and just here. Went, that looks familiar. Yeah. Is that from We were going to do the podcast, tree? weren't we? We were like... And then I picked it up and brought it inside and yeah, it, the B one was missing from the tree. So I, maybe mm-hmm. it had been living outside that entire time. Who knows? Either way... We have now entered December. We have. Which means we're on that, that Christmas adventure. What have you got there, you can Peter? Buy these on the store oh, presently. Yeah. This is a triple jump. Again, it doesn't help if you're not watching the video, but this is a triple jump bauble. Mm-hmm. Uh, bauble? A word they don't use outside of the UK, apparently. Mm-hmm. They just sort of say decoration or ornament. ornament. Yeah. Oh, they don't say bauble no. anywhere else. No. It's such a fun word, though. I know. Um, so there you go. You can get that. That's on the store. I think by the time that you're listening to this podcast, you probably won't be able to get that in time for Christmas. But what about for next Christmas? What about for next Before Christmas? you put your tree away and all your decorations might arrive by then. Yeah. Stick it in the box. Next year, stick it on your tree. Also, I believe if you're listening at the time of release, there's one day left of the Black Friday sale. Yeah. And right, everything yeah. on the store is 50% off, including the baubles, mm. <laughs> ornaments, decorations, Bobbles. whatever they are. Bobbles. Also, at the time of uh, release, yesterday we had our work Christmas party. We did. And wasn't it lovely? Probably. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We don't know yet. Yeah. We're excited, though, mm-hmm. because... Free drinkies. <laughs> Free yeah. drinkies. Yeah. We, uh, we've got the same issue we had last year, which is that it is currently or has been snowing a bit in the northeast mm-hmm. and I guess will probably continue for the next couple of days. Yeah. Therefore, the the party will end with 
many drunk people trying to navigate icy ramps out yes. onto the street. Last year, what happened last time? I fell over and I really hurt my hip and my ankle, and I had to get a taxi home because yeah. I couldn't walk to the metro anymore. Uh-oh. And I blame Fraser for that because yeah. he started taking us the wrong way to the metro, oh. and then he was like, "Oh, we have to turn if around." You went a different way. And then on the turn around and come back, I slipped over. You might not have hit that patch. Yeah, of ice. exactly. That is unfortunate. Exactly. So it's Fraser's fault. So don't Fraser's listen to fault. a thing that that man that says. That Scotsman never trust him. Is what we're saying. This probably isn't physics, but does your metal leg get colder than your not metal leg? You say that, but I can definitely feel the cold more. Mm. Like I, when it, when there's like a cold snap happening, my leg tends to swell up more. Ooh. Oh, I can feel it in my knees. Yeah, well, a storm I can. Coming. I can always feel Jeez. like a pressure change because my leg oh. will start hurting randomly, and I'm like, oh, the weather's getting cold again. <laughs> wow. But it doesn't Oops. conduct heat in that it's way. It's not like. It's just cold metal inside. Or your like leg. hot. No, no. Yeah. But Are it you does. Wolverine? Maybe. Could be. I've not unlocked my power yet. That's exciting. I mean, yeah. I dread the day when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wonderful. Well, this is our video game podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. All of you, in fact, who have tagged us on social media and showed us your Spotify uh, ra- unwrapped? Wrapped. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in which we feature on your top podcasts. That's very lovely. Thank you for doing so. Thanks. Uh, we appreciate all of your support this year. You've still got a few podcasts out of a, in fact every single week for the rest of the year and then beginning next year you will get podcasts so there'll be no break in podcasts <laughs> but you've still got a few podcasts from us in 2023 yes. is the point I'm trying to make uh, a few things before we get into the show proper uh, we are of course sponsored each and every week by a very real video game adjacent sponsor they help us keep the lights on here mm-hmm. any sign of um, Dead Island 2 the spine no but it's really cold so they're probably yeah, hol- in somewhere that's nice and warm uh, Peter has the ad read in front of him now I have, yeah. Um, hey, it's the holiday season. It's time to eat a lot of food and have a good time at a dinner table. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that gets eaten a lot this time of year, your turkeys, your geese, apparently. Geese? It's only this time of year people eat goose and then never again. Duck sometimes. Uh, p- partridge. Yeah. Pear tree. Yeah. yeah pear tree optional. Chicken. Hey, did Poultry. you know? Pheasant. Po- yeah, pheasant. Did you know game hen? There's a, a yeah. there's quite a big uh, fashion this year for getting that kind of stuff mm-hmm. from sort of around the France Spain border, um, right? And uh, to sort of capitalise on that fashion, uh, Ubisoft have released a sort of a documentary all about how it's processed yeah. and uh, delivered to the UK. Okay, go on. Oh, I've um, not figured this one out yet. Coming on like the 5th or the 7th or something of December, Abattoir, I see. Poultries of Andorra. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, mm-hmm. I see. Very good. Abattoir, Poultries, Cameron's Abattoir, Poultries of Andorra. Oh, it's a good one. It is a good I one. I can't wait. Did you figure that all out? No, I didn't. I was thinking, I was going down a different train of thought, but it was uh, just as enjoyable yeah. I nearly said painful but that's not true <laughs> what did I think yeah what, what I thought it was going to be like a beyond like something and evil like right. beyond sort of, meat and evil yeah something like that okay you know no no wasn't that <laughs> going to make it all about me and my, my special game <laughs> uh, no, abattoir the other one from Ubisoft yeah. abattoir abattoir brilliant no, that's so very good it's not, it's not real oh okay so I shouldn't ask you any no, further questions no, no further questions at <laughs> yeah. this stage you, <laughs> you saw that I was winding up I was going to put you on the spot no, I'm just going to leave this no. in the bud right now yeah. be a it's a load of baloney yeah later on not true yeah. uh, no we're not no, it's sponsored a lo- not baloney baloney's not poultry sorry no. no we're not sponsored by abattoir 
Poultries of Andorra. Poultries of Andorra. Uh, we are, of course, sponsored by wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. If you support us at the $5 tier, you get a whole load of amazing content. Why not treat yourself this festive month? You get access to uh, early worst games, early weirdest games. We've got a particularly messed up weirdest games coming for you next mm-hmm, month. So we do. be prepared for that. And if you're a patron right now, you have access to main menu, the Christmas <sighs> episode Uh-oh. that came yes, out yesterday at time of release. Exactly. That's what made me think of it. Um, And if you want to know what it is, we made chunks from Starfield, but we did a Christmas dinner and it turned out so much worse than any of us could ever have imagined. Yeah. So how could it, how could something like that go? Yeah. I showed it to my boyfriend last night and he was like, how, how did this happen? He kept being like, how can you mess this up? And we were, I was like, we had that exact same moment. It's a good one. It's like 50 minutes long. Really long. Big old Christmas special. Just don't be eating when you're watching it. That's available right now on the Patreon. And you also get access to episodes of Rules Boss as well. Uh, There was an episode that went out last month. Mm -hmm. So you can go watch that one too. Thank you to our fantastic patrons. Out this week for everybody is Weirdest Games Ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Mr. Mosquito. If you were a patron, you would have got it last week. And as Ashton said, Starfield Chunks. TripleJU.mp is our website, triplejud.mub. There you can find links to our YouTube, Twitch, our Discord. If you want to get a Christmas cameo as a gift for someone or yourself, uh, you can find all the links there. We stream every day on Twitch, by the way. You can come check us out live uh, every weekday. TripleJumpShop.com is where you need to go to get yourself 50% off everything on the store until Sunday. Mm. So hurry, the Black Friday deal is nearly over. And of course, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. What's that there, Peter? Uh, that there is... Oh, yep. It's Street Fighter Two Hot Sauce. The round one collection only contains three. Yeah. I guess different yeah. rounds have different characters. Different we people. talked about this last week as part of a weird news that they were releasing the Street Fighter like hot sauces in HMV. Yep. And then Adam bought us some because mm-hmm. he's yep. a nice boss. Yeah. And he was like, you can have your hot sauces if you want it. I couldn't actually find them listed on HMV's website. And I'll be damned if I go on an expedition in person to find an HMV. Yep. So I bought it from some from the people who actually make the hot sauce. Oh, um, oh fun. yeah. Well, it says on the bottom, it's from the Sauce Shed Limited. Yeah, nice. I think that was in the website. Bedford. Yeah, um, Milton what Keys. ones have we got? Uh, we've got Dragon's Blaze, and the other two aren't facing the right direction. So okay, need to need to Let open it up. Let me use my nails. So today. we have we have no receptacles with which to consume these, by which I mean no. biscuits. No. Or I crackers. looked for some um, gargantuan cheddars, but I couldn't yeah. find any. We usually got some big mini cheddars in the cupboard, but none today. Oh, we have. Um, it's how do you say that man's name? Oh, I always forget. Is it Gweel? Or Guile? Guile. Guile. We've got Guile's Patriot Inferno. Fight for flavor freedom with Guile's Patriot Inferno. It's Gweel, It's Gweel now. Gweel. Unfortunately, it's Gweel now. Oh, that's not even the right one. A robust blend of cayenne and mustard. Delivering delivering bold all-American heat. Oh, look at this guy. And then we've got... And we've got Ryu, which I assume is how we say his name, Ryan. of course. Ryan's, yeah, Ryan. Ryan's Dragon Blaze. Embrace the fire within with Ryan's Dragon Blaze. A scorching fusion of chilies and chipotle, igniting your taste buds chipotle. with every drop. 
And then Peter has Dal Sims Mystic Serenity. Find harmony in Dal Sims Mystic Serenity, an aromatic fusion of bird's eye chili and spices, soothing and mystifying all at once. <laughs> Some fish fingers in there. So I believe all three of them have them doing a sort of fire-based attack or yeah. a yeah. or something. Based on the story we read last time, I think the Dalsim one is the mild one. Right. Um, Embodied so. in this fiery hot sauce is Ryu's unwavering determination and relentless training. Oh. With every drop, feel the power of his dragon punch ignite your taste buds. Whoa. Intense heat of habanero chili infused with smoky essences of Chipotle delivers an explosive flavor that reflects Ryu's indomitable spirit. I can't wait to taste the patriotic punch that this is going to add to my meal. Yeah. Allegedly. Your quill. My quill. 10.35 <laughs> in the morning. Um, yeah. Ashton and I, I both have sensitive um, stomachs. <laughs> That's funny so. smelling, that one. Yeah. Don't like it very much. Should I get a teaspoon? Because there's. I thought Ooh. this would have like a little nipple that on it. Smells but it hot. doesn't. It's just... It's just March a- to the beat of boldness with... What do we say? Gwil's Patriot Inferno sauce. As powerful as his fighting spirit, this blend Mm. showcases the robust heat of cayenne peppers harmonizing with the tang of mustard. I think I was thinking of Gwil. Yeah, maybe do get a... What are you doing? I mean, I just thought you could shot. No, absolutely not. (laughs) You could get a teaspoon, and we could. I could just pour some into a lid, and we could dip our fingers into. Yeah, Yeah. this sauce adds a patriotic punch to your meals. So if you're into that. Wheels one might be for you. America. What does that one say? Um, I'll tell you. Uh, find ser- find serenity in every drop of Dal Sim's Mystic Serenity Sauce, a tranquil blend of birds. Oh, you've read this one, haven't you? Birds are maybe not. They could no, I read. Birds I read the peppers. back where they've got different descriptions on it. Okay, a uh, bird's eye chili peppers and aromatic spices. This creation echoes Dal Sim's spiritual aura. Allow your taste buds to journey through a tapestry of flavors. Each note carefully balanced Ooh. to create a soothing and aromatic symphony. Elevate your meals with the mystique of this sauce and let your culinary spirit soar. Wow. We could use this some sort of main menu, couldn't we? Yeah. It doesn't smell good. No, that one smells spicy, that Yeah, one. it does. It's supposed to, I think it's meant to be the mildest one. I don't like this one smell. It's very, it's very smoky it chipotle and I'm All not. Right. There's no teaspoons. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. Not implying that you need to fill <laughs> Take a, a whole full tablespoon. Table my, ta- my tablespoon's filthy. Yeah, so is mine. I'm good. <laughs> good. Oh, yeah, that is kind of strong smelling. Right, which one are we trying first? The Patriot Inferno? Or is yeah, that, let's is that try the, the spiciest Patriot. one? Do we I do? don't know. How do we know which one's the spiciest? Don't know. Are there any well, chili symbols on? No. No. Of course not. No. Right. Um... Okay, Ashton's med. Oh, that's loads. No, it's loads. That's loads. That's loads. That's pouring. Why were you it the was, one who was it pouring? Was, it was a bit sloppier than I was anticipating. I'm not. I'm going to put this on your some of your this on your spoon. I'm not having all of this. Yeah, I know you're not having all. I would hope not. You'd ex- you'd pop right here I at the desk. Would. You'd explode. Have I got much more to do today? I wonder. Because I might be on the toilet. Yeah. Oh, have you tried it already without us? Oh, sorry. It's definitely hot. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> mm. Oh my god! I feel so patriotic but right it is now. You swallow it, yeah. It was all right in the mouth. That's but... the most. That's the most patriotic I've Whoa. ever had my entire life. <laughs> oh my god! So this is guil. We may have started with the wrong one. Add some guil to your meal. <laughs> yummy, yummy. Okay, cool. Probably would have been nice on chicken. Yeah, that really would have been nice on chicken. To be fair. <laughs> Whoa. Okay, what have we got next? You're not boring, Ashton. <laughs> okay, 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 I get it. What's this Which one? one do you want, Ryu or this guy whose I name I've forgotten? We saved Dalsim because he's the mild one, right? 
I don't know where you're getting that from. If you just, do you just remember that from the? Are you putting that out your ass? Oh no, I'm not putting out my ass. I I am not. I remember it saying that. Okay, here we go. That first one's hot. Yeah, it is. Let's try a little bit. It's not even got much flavour. All I can taste is this one is thick, so it might. be... That first one was really was really wet. Yeah. Okay. Here you go, Pete. I don't know if I can do it from that distance. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm just gonna do this. All right. This, this feels like a bad way okay, to do it. Okay, everyone got... ready? Yeah. Okay. This one I think smells the spiciest. So this is um, this is re- this is Ryan's Dragon Blaze. Okay. Yeah. okay. Blaze. Here we go. I don't like that one. It doesn't. I don't like it, but it's not spicy. It's yeah, not it's spicy. not very spicy, and also the flavor's not great on that one. Not, yeah. not a fan. I do not like that one. The first one's still hanging around, though. Yeah, the first one was had a real immediate kick to it. Yeah. Ugh, just like America. Just like America. So and patriotic. Yeah. yeah. And hangs around for a little bit too long. Okay. Where's that one? This is the Chipotle one, isn't it? No, yeah, that so was what's... that was the Chipotle one. I okay, know. So this is I Dulce. didn't like that one. Clear the palate. You poured your own one. Yeah, but I did just I did such a good job. You this did time. a really good job this time. Great stuff. So we'll get to talking about games really soon. We will. Um, uh, hang on. Oh, that first one's real. I mean, if you like it, Ryu. Spicy. It's Ryu spicy. If you like your <laughs> spices, then, I mean, I guess go for this. Yeah, but I mean, they're pretty good hot sauces, I well, would say. Well, I didn't like this one. No, I wasn't a huge fan of Ryan's either. So this is no. Dal Sims. But uh, everyone ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we go. That's the tastiest one, I think. I like the flavor of that yeah, one a lot. I'd, I'd like that Ooh, one chicken, actually. It's a grower. I mean, my tongue is just kind of tingling from the it's, other ones. It's it? definitely, it starts very tomato-y, and then, yeah, it, it's quite tomato-y. And then yeah. it's, it kind of like, here's a, it's back of your throat heat, I think, mm. that one. Yeah, it is. Whereas yeah, this one was like tongue heat. Tongue heat. And this one was not nice. Okay. Well. So there we are. That wasn't an advert for the <coughs> Street Fighter 2 hot sauces, but they are available now in the UK if you want them. <laughs> it's, in my, it's in my ghoulies. They've got some. It's in your ghoulies. <laughs> what? Right at the back of my throat. Is that where your ghoulies I don't know where my ghoulies are. I don't know. I don't know. It's as good a place as any. Yeah. They've got yeah. some lovely some lovely bottle design. Those are available now if you want to sort of yeah. punish someone that you know. Oh, I've got with those. Now. Fantastic. Shall <clears> we <throat> get on to quite you're right, Peter? Yeah. I'm just trying to neatly get uh, you just throw yours actually. I, I put it in the plastic. Oh, there. there's just someone else's blue roll down oh, there. No, oh no, put that good. back. Don't pick that up. Oh, it's that too could late. Have, I could have anything in it. Yeah, I know. You good? Um, yeah, I think so. Brilliant. Well, shall we get on? With question one. Yes, let's. Let's. <laughs> it's a question from <laughs> Chris McVeigh, who says, Hi, relevant permutation of BAAP, BAP, BAAP, BAP. <laughs> In a strange move for a publisher and a game of this size, Bethesda has begun, re- has begun replying to negative Starfield user reviews on Steam. The goal seems to be explained to people that their complaints are irrelevant, and the game is actually really good. Uh... It's like when you click on a restaurant on Google Maps and see the owner arguing with one-star reviews, <laughs> except now it's a massive company and nobody's got food poisoning. My personal favourite is the one where procedurally generated planets feeling a bit barren is fine because the Apollo astronauts didn't see much on the moon either. <laughs> Since they surely have to, have to know how thin-skinned this makes them look, my question is, why do you think they decided to do this? Are they genuinely trying to see if they can correct some misunderstandings, or are they just throwing a corporate tantrum about their game that took years to make, turning out to be a bit mid. 
Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. We've got a write-up here from, I think it was the IGN one that I grabbed in the end. Let me just find it. Um, yes, IGN. Bethesda is responding to negative reviews of Starfield on, on Steam. Um, Moonshot is the subheading, whatever that means. Okay. okay. That's a reference to a thing, maybe. Right. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um, so Bethesda are responding to negative reviews of Starfield on stream uh, on Steam. Sorry, uh, as spotted by Project Zomboid developer Andy Hodgitz or Hodgitz, a flagged uh, and and flagged in a tweet. Representatives of the Microsoft-owned company have been replying to negative reviews. Uh, here's some examples. Um, a player with 56 hours in Starfield wrote, Boring and overrated. There's a wide universe to explore filled mostly with empty planets. I understand they have to sell you on the idea that this is a whole universe, but that doesn't make the game more fun, etc. Basically just saying it's kind of boring um, and there's not much to do. And the response was, Greetings. Thank you for taking the time to leave a review for Starfield. We're sorry you do not like landing on different planets and are finding many of them empty. Some of Starfield's planets are meant to be empty by design, but that's not boring. Then it, it's... <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit boring. No, it's not. No, you're wrong. And then this is in quotes for some reason. I don't know if it's maybe mentioned in the game by an NPC, but it right. says this is still their, their response. Yeah. Quote, when the astronauts went to the moon, there was nothing there. They certainly weren't bored. End quote. And then their response continues. The, in uh, the intention of Starfield's exploration is to evoke a feeling of smallness in players and make you feel overwhelmed. You can continue to explore... I don't like feeling overwhelmed. No. <laughs> Why would a game try and make me feel overwhelmed? You can continue to explore and find worlds that do have resources you need or hidden outposts to look through. To provide feedback to the development of Starfield, please submit here. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and uh, I'm, there's, there's some more examples in this uh, article, but, you know, Starfield, someone complained that there's not much to do. And they put, you can fly, you can shoot, you can mine, you can loot. Starfield is an RPG with hundreds of hours of quests to complete and characters to meet. Most quests will also vary on your character's skill and decisions, massively changing the outcome of your playthrough. Try creating different characters with backgrounds and characteristics that clash or are opposite of your previous character. You will feel like you are playing a totally different game. And it goes on and on. But that's those are just a, a couple of examples of some of the things they've been saying. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that I quite like about the amount of loading screens oh, yeah. where, they, where they basically I've got a write-up as well here um, whereas it laments the amount of loading screens the support team replied imploring the reviewer to consider the amount of data for the expansive gameplay that is procedurally generated to load flawlessly in under three seconds flawlessly under, flawlessly. under three seconds well. under three seconds is also a lie yeah um, I had lots of loading screens that were way longer than that very few of them were under three seconds mm. it's not Weird. a good look no so I saw something on Twitter, and I've got the tweet here. It comes from at Rich Nelson, Xavier Nelson Jr., who is a who runs a small indie studio, um, who said, for those who aren't familiar, this is becoming industry standard because of how important of a role Steam ratings play and the proven ability to sometimes flip negative reviews based off of simply interacting with a user. It's spreading. This is just a very big company doing it. Mm. So... It's interesting to note that like this is not something new. Like we we often see games replying to reviewers and people's opinions. Normally if it's like, oh thanks for letting us know this is an issue, we'll fix it. Um and they do that now because there is proven like 
evidence that it does help flip Steam rating reviews. So it could be that that's why Bethesda are doing it. They're wanting to try and flip these reviews. But the way with which they are doing it is so strange. Like... It's not It's not like a small indie dev being like, thanks so much for playing our game. Like, we'll, we'll get that, you know, those changes made. Like, it's thanks for letting us know. We're, we appreciate you playing anyway and leaving a review. That feels genuine. What Bethesda are doing feels like they're so angry and they're just kind of being like, well, if you'd have played the game properly, yeah. you would have enjoyed it more. Well, also, it feels like they're responding to criticisms of, like, fundamental parts of the game. You know, if, like, someone was reviewing a smaller game and said, mm. like, oh, yeah, there was, like, a really annoying bit that happened in this place or, like, I've spotted this bug uh, or I'm not keen on the the mix of the music or something like that, you know, the sound isn't right, a developer could respond to that and say, thanks for this. We're working on the, the audio mix. We've had similar complaints or, or whatever it is. But if someone is saying Starfield is boring because there are a thousand planets and loads of them have nothing on them mm -hmm. and I'm not enjoying the core gameplay because the the quests are, are dull or whatever it is that they're, they're saying in that kind of in a broader sense, Bethesda aren't going to start changing the makeup no. of the universe or... Like the the simple like gameplay loop. I think they're they're just coming on to say that thing that you don't like. We're not really going to do anything about it, but it's good. Don't worry. That mm. thing that you're saying is is still a good thing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. No. It's not. It's not ideal. There's a meme that we were all looking at earlier, which is the the clip from The Simpsons where Melhouse is crawling out of. I can't remember the context. Do you remember what it's it like is? Like a mattress fort. That I think Homer's got some other attraction. It's like the trampoline, or right. from some episode where he's like made he's made a thing, and uh, he's like built a couple of like sideshows around it, and one of them mm -hmm. is a fort made of trampolines. So uh, Melhouse uh, is mattresses. crawling out of it, and it's labeled Starfield, and he says, "This is boring." And Homer replies and says, no, it's not. No, it's not. And that's it. With the Bethesda logo With the Bethesda his face. logo over his face. Yeah, so that's very much the tone that it's sort of giving off here. Yeah. Is that it's... It, it almost makes them... I mean, I don't think there's a, a way they come out of this looking good. Mm -mm. No. It, it certainly makes them look kind of petty. Because internally, absolutely, you know, any developer at any studio, when they make a game of any size, but particularly a game that's taken this long to create... Um, is going to be a bit put out by negative reviews, even if they're warranted. But here, because of the size of Bethesda and the fact that they have such a prestigious record, them coming in and saying, um, well, uh, you're not actually right because uh, we wanted it to be empty with nothing in it. Yeah. Because uh, that's just, what the moon looks like? They're, they're getting absolutely roasted online. And uh, I just... Yeah, it's it's not it's not good. They should have... The people who like this game really like it, and a lot of people have bounced off it, mm -hmm. and that's okay. It's clearly been a big performer for Game Pass. I don't think it's necessarily going to affect anything behind the scenes unless bonuses are tied to Steam review averages, yeah. in which case maybe. Mm, potentially, yeah. But the, the best thing they could have done in this situation is be quietly upset by people's comments mm -hmm. about how, yeah, well, this I don't like how empty this is, and they're thinking, well, it's it's meant to be empty. That's the whole point. And then maybe expressing that in a press, you know, in a two press interview. Yeah. At some point, a senior member of staff goes on and has an interview and say, yeah, we've heard the feedback, you know, but that was our intention to do mm. that. Going in and replying to everyone one by one 
screams of someone who's like desperate done a tweet that's gone viral and then is replying to every single person who's mm-hmm. criticizing yeah. it's like what are you doing mm-hmm. well as well like they've said or we certainly heard some time ago before the game actually released that there was like a 10-year plan of content mm-hmm. of you know dlc presumably and so why not kind of say oh look uh I, well, don't respond to the re- reviews and say this. I mean, but if say they were to do an interview with a senior member of staff, you could say like, "Oh yeah, and we're thinking of like you know releasing some DLC that will like fill out quite a lot of planets, mm-hmm. or you know you can you can take that criticism and just use it to improve the game, <clears throat> and you can you can respond to it in that kind of way and say, "All right, here's what we're going to do to make the game a more enjoyable experience for those people who are saying these are the things I don't like," rather than say, "No, no, those things." You should like them. That's what they're supposed to be. Mm. You're actually right. Here's the thing. You're actually wrong. You're yeah. actually wrong about not liking that. The thing is, no one feels sorry for a multi-million dollar, multi-million dollar corporation yeah. that's made a bunch of money. Nobody feels sorry for them. So the way that they're replying to things is just making it worse. Like if, like if they did feel the need to reply to these reviews for some reason, maybe they are trying to flip them, then kind of being patronizing and telling someone that they are wrong is not the way to go about it. Like if you're trying to appease to someone, even if it's not changing elements of your game, it's just being like, so sorry you felt that way. Our intentions were this, but we can understand why you've felt this way. Thanks for playing our game anyway. XOXO Bethesda. Um, That would have made that would have been better but it's it's also the tone with which they're applying yeah. to these as well yeah. it's very petty and it feels like very, very patronizing. patronizing like that they don't think we can play their game properly it's very strange it's not normal and the fact that they've been called out about it with major gaming media outlets and still doing it is so weird i'm just imagining like two people whose job it is to reply to all of these steam reviews just locked in a room like don't read the news just keep replying just desperately trying to reply <laughs> to all clearly of got these. templates as well because i was just yeah. looking at that article again and like some of the later examples in that article just use the same things like yeah. the quote of when the astronauts went to the moon you know so yeah, yeah they're just sort of regurgitating the same it doesn't rebuttals. feel like something that phil spencer would be on board no i don't know yeah. whether it's and it's probably probably not this but i don't know whether it's because none of their they only got nominated for one game award mm. they've not really won anything no one's really talking about starfield anymore and the steam reviews weren't overall like not looking amazingly positive mm-hmm. i'm wondering if they're damage controlling right now like there's a small Maybe. panic that like the game is uh, has i don't know if it's underperformed it may have not done mm. um but we don't it had know a really strong launch but i don't know it if, did uh, i don't know what the staying power and i mean like. you can say that like oh there's been a major drop off but that's just how it is with a single player campaign like people are going to stop playing it and yeah. play something else when they finish the game so that is kind of irrelevant <laughs> but i think that the, there is maybe an element of bethesda's social media team right now or pr team that is kind of panicking in the sense that people have stopped talking about starfield and it's not had quite the impact that they were hoping it would have. And I think, I wonder if maybe this is just them kind of trying to fight the fires that are popping up all over the place by attacking the Steam reviews to see if they can flip that to be more positive. And this is why it feels even worse Mm -hmm. because they should know better by this point. And if it is a matter of pride, because this is a game that they've said numerous times that they've always wanted to make, 
and they've been making it for over a decade and it's had loads of delays and stuff and then it's come out and the reception hasn't been overwhelmingly glowing unlike most of their previous projects mm-hmm. and then they've also got the kind of disaster that is Fallout 76 and and you know just re-releasing Skyrim over and over again it's I could understand how internally that could be a upsetting and b there might be as you said a need for some kind of damage control to mm. to repair the image of like we're we're Bethesda game studios or softworks or whatever the developer is we we make the best RPGs on the planet yeah but this is like if you could have picked a way arguing with essentially arguing with individual reviewers on Steam is like not is not it it's, well, so it's fixing it in a no man's sky kind of way and even yeah. even if you don't fixing may not be the right word there but like iterating on what you've already got mm. and putting more stuff in and and engaging those reviewers or those issues and complaints in a in a productive way rather than saying you're wrong about this rather than we hear you all you need to say is oh okay well we hear you yeah, yeah. say you're wrong because yeah. that's it's not good it's quite telling that we're talking about this as an actual podcast question rather than just it being one person's weird news. Yeah, we you had know. a lot of people submit. We did have a lot because news. it is weird news. And, you know, in the past we have covered stories where it's been like, oh, silly developer or silly publisher has done this silly thing. Oh, use silly boys or girls. But this has, like, become more of a story yeah. than a throwaway. It's because it's random. so baffling. Yeah, it's... it's uh, it's it's kind of backfired, I think. In well, again, we don't quite know what the intention even is there. But uh, if if the intention was to genuinely try and improve the game's sort of uh, public facing image, then uh, I feel like this hasn't necessarily worked out um, no. in their favour. No, it's very strange. Oopsie. Yeah, we'll have to see how long this will continue. Yeah, uh, and how more on un- how much more unhinged the replies can get. And also, I think it's only going to encourage people to leave negative reviews. Yeah, I think yeah. there's going to be a big backlash to what they can yeah. Bethesda into having to respond to. Yeah. Just sort of put obvious falsehoods up there. Like, actually, I heard that the astronauts were really bored. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, were really <laughs> they were really bored on the moon. Yeah. yeah. They got yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Was like, here. This is yeah. crap. Like, that's the same outpost I saw last <laughs> on the other place. <laughs> Um, I'm excited to talk to James Jenkins about it on the Game of the Year podcast because I feel like if there's a Starfield fan among us, mm-hmm. it's got to be him because yeah. I've still not spoken to him about Starfield in like no. since since the first couple of weeks it came out. And speaking of which, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, we will soon in the next month be polling you for your game of the year to go alongside our games of the year in the first episode of 2024. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have your voices heard, is Starfield your game of the year? Mm. Are is are the reviewers wrong? Yep. Yeah. Let us know. The the numbers will not lie. No, uh, they won't. But it will be interesting to see what James says. Because yeah. I do feel like it's the game has. It's hard to remember, uh, you know, years later. But I feel like it's had less staying power than. Skyrim. I still see more about Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. I still see more about. Skyrim. I mean, even Fallout Four, I think, was was more kind of remained on you know mm. Twitch and social media for longer than uh, Starfield seems to have done. So yeah. mm. Dominated the news cycle for two, three weeks, yeah. and then I've just not heard yeah. much. And I know there's a lot of algorithm-based stuff there yeah. as well, but even so, it just doesn't... Well, I mean, we had content plans for Starfield that we have sort of shelved or mm. put on ice because we were like, let's just wait and see if this has anywhere near the interest after a couple of months that mm. yeah. um, Skyrim had, and it, it doesn't. No. Um, so... Remains to be seen. Well, 
It's time to move on to a brand new section. It is, yes. Uh, came up with this in the shower last week. It's called uh, What We Play In. Oh. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about the games, what we have been playing. Peter, what have you been playing? I have not been at home. I have not played anything. <gasps> oh, my God. It's scared loose. Drink some hot, drink some guile as yeah. a punishment. I have been home for the past two days, and so I should have played something because uh, I knew what we play in was coming up. But in the past two evenings, we have been catching up on the things that we weren't able to do at home uh, for the pa- when we were away. And uh, also, we've put our Christmas tree up. So oh. we had to go out and buy a Christmas tree and decorate a real one. it. A real one. Okay. We always have a real one, uh, which I would never normally do outside of December. Yeah. Because the time recording, it's not yet December. No. But we've got friends coming around on Friday. And we oh, you want, want to impress. To just be up yeah. Like, this is our Christmas tree. It's this, real. These well, one guys of them, have a real Christmas tree. <laughs> one of them is from abroad. It smells uh, like car air freshener in here. It's yeah. <laughs> Delicious. One of them is from abroad and they do not do Christmas trees in their nation of origin. And so we thought they might quite like it to uh, see a tree in a house. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. What is wrong with you guys? Crazy yeah. guys, what are you doing? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've done, all I've done is put my tree up. So, mm. so oh, there. Lovely. Um, shrug. Shrug. Ashton, what have you been playing? I've played a few things this week. I played some more Super Mario RPG. I'm like probably about... 45 minutes from the end of that game. Um, oh, that's and I, very specific. Well, I th- I think I'm in like the very like final area now and it's okay. just a matter of like getting to the final boss and doing it. Um, I have actually been really enjoying it and it's uh, just a nice kind of palate cleansery game. Like I'm just absent-mindedly walking through and then doing the same attacks on all of the enemies. Like, I'm playing on on baby mode, so mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty easy. Baby Mario. Baby Mario. Um, but yeah, I've been really, really enjoying that game. And can I just... I want to talk about something right now. So um, on stream, when I was playing it, there's they do this thing every now and then where there's like a Yoshi and an egg and then it spins yeah. around and you have to find the Yoshi and you double up your like coins and experience. Okay. And on stream, I was like, oh my God, I'm really good at these. I haven't messed any of them up. And then I messed it up. Oh. And then in my, in my other playthrough, my current playthrough, I've not messed it up one time. I've been like getting, I've been nailing it every time. And it I just, happens. it does, it does. So is it like where they mix up? Three, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three and you've got to find which right, one yeah. it is. Yeah. I had to do that on a stream recently. And I was like, oh my God. Like just before I picked it, I was like, wait, actually, I might be wrong here. But unfortunately, <laughs> I was all yeah. right. Yeah. Um, I also played some Baldur's Gate 3. I've been playing mm-hmm. that this week and uh, it's currently all I want to play. It's kind of what it's kind of become the thing where I'm like, can we play Baldur's Gate again, boyfriend? And he's like, <sighs> okay. Uh, <laughs> and I've been really enjoying that. I'm playing as a barbarian and she's called Layla and she's very cool. She has a big hammer at the moment. Um, and I've been playing some Gotham Knights. And I just, can I just take a minute to rant about something that's really been winding me up this week? Yeah. If that's all right. Thank you so much. Gotham Knights is rubbish. <laughs> it's bad. It's a bad game. And do you know why it's what's really, really been winding me up? So I've been playing it in local co-op and I've been playing as Batgirl and MB has been playing as Nightwing. And the thing is, that really pisses me off, is that I've been playing on his save and I can't open any doors or do anything without his permission. I press X on it and it says, Scrambled Ashton needs attention. And I'm like, I, oh, yes, I do, oh but not God. right now. And I keep saying, suggest the host, open this door, suggest the host, talk to Harley Quinn. And it's really winding me up. And whenever we enter into a cutscene, even if I've got there first, it's his character on yeah. my screen as well. Mm. And I'm like, why? Why would you make a game 
which has four key players that you can't really customize. So they're not like, oh, well, we can't put all your character models in. You already know the character models. They're yours. You made them. And there's four characters in this game that you that are in the story. So why, why are my character not in the back of a cut scene? Why isn't she involved? Why is she not the one talking? It's like, huh, Nightwing's here. And I'm like, and so is Batgirl. She's right there. And you've written it so she can't be there. And it makes sense that she's there. So why isn't she there? Why not? And then you go on Baldur's Gate 3 and all your characters, no matter what party you've got, customizable characters, are in the background of the shop listening into the conversation or you're having different conversations at different times because it's a game in which you can play with someone else in an environment with a campaign. Why does Gotham Knights not do that? Do you know what else doesn't do it? Borderlands 3 and that wind me up as well. Gotham Knights needs to get its flip together because it's not very good and it's upset me because I was really excited to play it and now I'm not going to play it anymore out of pure principle and I got so emotional that my throat went funny so I'm annoyed about that. It upset you, did it? I can't yeah, tell. It upset me. <laughs> it's a very rational oh, no. response. I'm just annoyed. Just having played Baldur's Gate 3, it's just so... It's so easy. It's the difference between a game of the year contender and, well, a, exactly. it's and just, a not. Yeah. It's hard to... Rash- Whoa. Jesus. It's hard to rationalise what Gotham Knights does badly when you see it done so well. Mm-hmm. And it just it annoys me that these games can't can't use the multiplayer elements of their game in the basic story elements it's of a it. Pretty, it's a pretty like simple, basic thing, yeah. isn't it? To like mm-hmm. for the cutscene or to allow other players to open doors. Exactly. It's things. like I understand like, oh, someone might be doing something else, but Gotham Knights isn't exactly a situation where you can be off exploring a different mm. path. You're yeah. normally you going down a linear thing. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. Oh, Ashton wants to open this. Press, Press that to X to go. And you warp to yeah. the character. So it's it's really annoying. And I just, it's just, it it well, wound me up. Don't know if you could tell. And I just should, it shouldn't be like that anymore. No. But, uh, Borderlands 3 was really bad for it as well, but that mm. had no characters in the cutscene. So I guess... They yeah, were like, you can't be angry that one person's in it because no one's in it. No. So it's so like, what's the point of letting me play a game if you're not going to let my character be involved? Mm-hmm. Anyway, what have we been playing? <laughs> well, so chill I'm, about I'm it. I'm sorry to hear that, uh, that Gotham Knights is rubbish in multiplayer, which, you know, it yeah. shouldn't be because that's the entire design. I'd like to reiterate again, though, that I actually quite enjoyed it, but I did play it by myself. Mm. So I didn't have, So I was in complete control of everything I was doing. And when I went into a cutscene, you were there. Character. That was me. But yeah, yeah. that's uh, that. Yeah. What a waste. Yeah. What a shame. And they're not going to fix it. Nope. Nah. They're never going to fix it. Is no. it still running at 30 frames? Yeah. And I had, yeah. To, I had to turn off uh, something on my internet to be able to oh, play yeah. Gotham Knights online. I had to go into my Brilliant. internet settings and allow something for Virgin just so I could like firewalls? access it. Something to do with I don't know what it was. Yeah. Ben told me what to do and I did it. But yeah, it's so weird. What a rubbish game. Maybe they'll reply to <laughs> negative reviews and say, hey, it's not rubbish. Yeah. You don't want to be seen in the cutscene. Well, Traversal is wrong. so boring as well. Like having played Spider-Man, I'm like, no, oh. Spider-Man just, I'm worried just about destroys that in, in everything. any yeah. like, game for the next But it's just months, like, yeah. oh, she's like zipping around on this flipping grappling hook and then she just floats so flipping slowly around on a cape and I'm bends over the top of me on his little glider going faster than I am and I was like oh, so annoying just it's rubbish I liked it I liked it I had fun <laughs> uh, so here's what I've been playing yeah Oblivion is now my stream game mm-hmm. which means that I can't play it for fun anymore Aww. which is sad 
because there were a couple of occasions where I really wanted to sit down and just play Oblivion. Mm -hmm. No, I can't do that anymore. So <laughs> I'm playing it on stream. So that's that's what I'm playing on stream now, and uh, I will not be playing Oblivion in my spare time, which is what it is. <laughs> I had a friend up over the weekend who helped me paint and decorate some of my house, and I showed him Spider-Man 2 because he's not played it yet, and I let him have a little swing around and a glide, and he was like, God, it looks great. Mm. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. it does look great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really fun. Uh, for my sins, I booted up Fallout 76. Oh, you always have some real out-of-left-field games on your list. I have been, since I've started playing Oblivion, there have been numerous occasions where I've started up my PS5, looked at it, and gone, I just don't want to play any of this. Mm. And also, there's nothing there that I that I can really resume playing. Mm. So I'm like, I don't really feel like starting a new game right now. I downloaded a few games that I thought we could play together in co-op over the weekend. And I thought, hey, big swing. I've heard Fallout 76 actually runs now. Mm. So I haven't played it since it came out. I've got a level 100 character, got the platinum, peaced out. The last time I played it was in April of 2019, <laughs> uh, was the last time I accessed that save file. And so I loaded it up, and oh my goodness, it's 60 frames per second. Wow. And it runs pretty well. My house was still there. I've forgotten all of the controls because they were just ever so slightly different from normal Fallout controls and right. you know Bethesda RPG controls for whatever reason. So I had a, I basically walked around my house, inspected some things, tried to repair something, couldn't work out how to do it. Saw some very weird glitches with shadows like sort of disappearing and phasing in and out that didn't make any sense. And then I turned it off. So I hope the developers at Bethesda were really excited that a new player had <laughs> or a player had returned. One of the highest level players in the game was like, yeah. he's back. And then he potted around his house and then logged out again. There was one one little ping pottered. and then they were like, oh, oh he's gone. He's gone. And then I deleted the game again. And then they went back to massive, writing like review replies. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. It's all the same team. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, just all the same switch people. between. Yeah. Uh, but what we instead played was the game that came to PS Plus last month, which was Aliens Fireteam Elite, oh, which yeah. is a squad based shooter. Uh, there's, th I think you can have up to three people. You choose a different class. You have different like action skills. So I was a technician. I had a turret that I could throw down. Mm -hmm. Nice. It, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. But it is very paint by numbers. Is it's, fun question mark? It was fun. Dot dot dot. Okay. Uh, it was. It's absolutely fine. There is completely unremarkable. It's it's very left for dead, back for blood. In that you start mm -hmm. at the beginning of a level, and you just shoot loads and loads of things, and then get to the end of it. Like there's four, maybe three campaign chapters and within that there are three parts to it and then you level up and mm -hmm. you get to make you get to spend some some weird currency on buying a father yeah. christmas hat for your character and stuff yeah. and that's kind of it aliens fans might enjoy it but if you're looking for something to just sort of mindlessly blast through with a couple of friends or even one friend then there's a suggestion it reminds uh, me aliens that fireteam elite i never played i've not played robocop yet i'm wondering how that's been received ultimately because that's out now isn't it i think it is i think the yeah. reviews were all right. Yeah, I think yeah. it was pretty middling. Yeah. So, but that's what I've been playing. And uh, I, oh, you've not played any more Alan Wake, have you? No, not yet. Has it? I was playing has it RPG. Claws into you at all? Do you, mm, like, are you feeling it? Not, I don't think so. I think that, like, when I played it the last time, obviously I stopped playing it so I could play Super Mario RPG, and that did sink its claws into me a little bit. And now Baldur's Gate 3 has. I think I just couldn't, um, yeah, I just wasn't really into it. I think I just wasn't really 
getting on with the gameplay as much as I kind of hoped that I would. Mm. I think having played Control, I thought, oh yeah, I can handle a bit of like supernatural spooky stuff. But yeah, I just, I mean, I, I might go back to it before the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't really felt the urge to mm. go back to it yet. So when the praise just exploded for that game, I was like, I've clearly got to play Alan Wake too, mm-hmm. and then since I've sort of cooled off a little bit and then it's not really taken you that much and then I was yeah. like as we talked about on the podcast this ultimately well, I haven't played Alan Wake 2 oh I thought you I bought was Alan the first one. Oh, I thought you bought Alan Wake no, 2 no no I haven't played the first one so I was oh. playing the first one sorry oh. not to I thought you were talking about yeah. Alan Wake 2 no sorry the first one oh okay alright well there we are you probably well I'm sure you never said 2 but we just assumed, we just assumed it was Alan, yeah. Alan Wake yeah. no I needed to play the first one because I'd never played it so I went back to play I wasn't a huge fan of the first Alan Wake but yeah I know ultimately it's pointless because it's the difference of like 3% but I was very surprised to hear that the Xbox version was in the 90s and the, the mm. PS5 version was in, like, the 80s. Well, like we said last week, the PS5 version had, like, 65 yeah, reviews and the reviews. other one had, like, 15. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm wondering if this, like, because time is limited and I know I've just talked about going on my console and not playing. Fallout play, 76. Yeah, and then playing Fallout 76. Um, I'd, like, I'm just trying to weigh up, like, is it worth it? Am I actually going to like it as someone mm. who didn't really like Alan Wake 1 and then Control also kind of, did not blow me away the same way everyone else. I think else. it's a little that. different from those two, though. The way it looks like it's a little mm-hmm. bit more shootery because you play quite substantially as the FBI agent yeah. exploring the supernatural world. It's never appealed to me that even the first one, uh, you know, I know that the the second one has been lavish with praise and there are clearly some, like, significant moments that people are yeah. citing over and over again as, like, this is a huge you know achievement in gaming or something i don't know what i've still i've still not seen the actual spoiler of what it is i just know that there's a moment or two yeah but um there's just something about the the supernatural sort of quite dark i mean visually dark like you know a lot of darkness um <laughs> kind of thing that just doesn't appeal to me that much i don't mm. mean too spooky for me either i just mean mm. like don't know just i seems found a the, bit. the I plot with my curtains Wake closed. and control completely baffling as well mm-hmm. like yeah i, I found I it really too. hard to yeah. keep up with what was actually happening um so i mean i'm this isn't me crapping on the game mm, like yeah. i'm just genuinely weighing up do should i take the plunge tweet me let me know do you love alan wake too is it better than control because if it's not and i didn't really leave control feeling all that overwhelmed by how amazing it was then uh you know i'm wondering if if i can skip past it mm. I just uh, it's just amazing to me that I went from like I've got to play this to I don't know that I'm gonna like mm. it actually so let me know is Alan Wake 2 really all that I'd, I'd like to hope that it is because everyone seems to like it but I'm just I'm just not sure Mm. just not sure about Alan Wake 2 and you haven't even been playing it and I no. think yeah. for some reason for the Sorry. past few weeks well, I thought I, you've been playing yeah. I, I last week you Alan asked me if I've if I'd finished it and I and I understood I understood the ending and I said I've not finished it yet and then you both so were like ships, oh, ships apparently the ending the is really confusing and I was like okay yeah. well I'll tell you when I get there completely different wavelengths <laughs> yeah. obviously uh, but there we are that's there what we are. we've been playing let's move on to question two this comes from Josh Lees g'day to today's BAP formation what do you all think about the prospect of voicing your own in char- your own characters in the future on one hand it sounds like a really cool sounds really cool but part of me thinks it would be a cheap gimmick to avoid paying quality voice actors i think i'll stick with professionals doing the talking but interested to hear your thoughts cheers josh lees if you're very confused about what i'm talking about let me tell you Mm. Uh, it comes from gamer ant (laughs) that's him game rant Uh, um by 
Hello? John Paul Jacquin or something like that. Uh, Joaquin. Joaquin, thank you. Um, Gwil. Electronic, <laughs> electronic Arts has patented a technology that could allow gamers to voice their in-game characters. The patent is the latest in EA's effort to introduce innovations in the gaming industry. A report from Very Alley Gaming indicates that EA have patented a technology that allegedly enables players to make their in-game characters communicate using their voices. According to the patent, the technology EA patented will use a synthesizer module, a voice converter, and a vocoder to replace to replicate players' voices and have their in-game characters say what players want using their own voice. The technology effectively turns players into their gaming character's voice actor, which could lead to various results. The process behind the technology starts when a player inputs what they want their character to say into a synthesizer module. Very Ali Gaming mentioned that in the input data can be in the input data can be text, allowing players to type in what they want their in-game character to say. The module then produces some source acoustic features that serve as the voice or style the game wants, in this case, the players. Afterwards, the synthesizer module will send the acoustic features to a voice converter, which then melds it with the player's target speaker embedding to replicate the player's voice for the in-game character. Essentially, you type in what you want to say, it takes your voice, and then your player character says it to the other characters Hello, in the game. Hello, my name is Ben Potter. Yes. They'll, they'll franken-sentence your voice together. Yes. Um, but we don't know how it's going to work yet. We don't know if you have to sit there and Im- like import a bunch of your voice. Um, we don't know what they're going to use it for yet. We don't know how it's going to be implicated in it's any games. It's a patent, so it may never actually come to fruition. But essentially, the idea is that your character would not necessarily need voicing by a voice actor because it would all be... I assume done by some kind of AI like selection of voice that will smack it all together mm. and create the voice. Well, um, my first thought in relation to Josh's question, uh, do we think this is a way to avoid paying quality voice actors? I think certainly at the moment it's not. I think uh, if this was to be used in a video game, certainly initially it would be an option and they would say, Hey, do you want to use the default voice, which would be a paid voice actor? Or do you want to use your own voice? How exciting. So I don't think at the moment this is going to start getting in the way of voice acting work in terms of the the professionals. Um, Who's to say, you know, where we could be in five years time. But that's, we'll we'll have to see how that goes. Um, I think this is uh, weird. And (laughs) um, I think it could work well enough in uh, instances like, sort of create a wrestlers and things like that in a mm. game where perhaps it doesn't matter so much if you are a little bit removed from like cinema grade voice acting delivery and if it occasionally like glitches out a bit which surely it's going to be doing yeah. again we're talking about if this is actually ever used we'll just assume that it is going to be at some point for now but uh in the early days this is going to be wonky it's going to be all over social media mm-hmm. voices sounding a bit weird just delivering like a certain syllable wrong uh you know or or something um but in something like you know a wrestling game or a sports game something like that you could probably get away with it whereas yeah. if it was a super cinematic game you know hey there's a new Batman coming out not by EA but whatever there's a new Batman game coming out and you can be Bruce Wayne <laughs> or it can be you know Ben Potter is Batman yeah uh, I am the knight yeah <laughs> and that would just be bad I think I can't see that going well at all 
Um, so I think, yeah, there are places where this could maybe be implemented reasonably well. Um, but Or even like, not even like using your voice, but having something that can read text and say it. You know, you, you, again, to use wrestling as an example, it was always a bit annoying when you couldn't just say, now entering the ring, Billy Ray Walrus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to sort of construct it out of like, Billy Cyrus or whatever. Yeah. Billy um, Ray, that's it. Yeah, mm. Billy Ray. But, you know, being able to just type in the most complex thing you like and have an in-game voice be sort of synthesized from the text and just say it properly, yeah. that kind of thing, that would be, you know, pretty good. And it would, like, increase your, your immersion and uh, just the, the capabilities of the game. But, uh, yeah, I, I hope we don't see this in serious cinematic games for a long time, mm. if ever, to be honest. Not to sound like... I don't know if it's all mums or specifically my mum, in a sense of uh, I would not like to hear my own voice coming mm. out of the television. Yeah, a lot of people don't like those. Um, I think I, I don't mind the videos that we do, they're fine. But if I'm like trying to, if the character is replying and it's not my words, that would really freak me out, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I, think it's, I think it's a strange idea and I worry that it gives players too much power. But, you know, we'll see what they happens. have enough power. Yeah, because I mean, what if they feed someone else's voice yeah, into it yeah. and then make them say something bad, mm-hmm. voice record it, and then send it out and be like, look what this person said. Mm-hmm. That gives me the fear. A bit like when, um, was it Nolan North was doing the... The uh, NFT thing where you could like own his voice, Troy, Troy Baker, Baker, Troy Baker, yeah. sorry, Leave and it was North one of the two. I couldn't remember which one. Um, yeah, when Troy Baker was like, "You can own my voice for NFT money." I don't know how it works, Bitcoin, uh, and we were all like, "Why would you want to do that, Troy Baker? That's strange." Because someone will steal your voice. Surely that's not. I don't mm-hmm. like that. Um, I'd also be interested to see what the rules are behind. If you submit your voice for the voice recordings, how long EA has that voice for, yeah. whether they will be able to use it in perpetuity, not saying that they will, but if you hand over your voice, they could very mm. much, and they've got a bunch of AIs. Oh, this is that a will, good voice. Yeah, and they've we'll got a bunch this. of AIs that will like produce NPC background music, background chatter, and you're walking through and suddenly you hear your own voice saying something, a voice like in a different line. Yeah, that's kind of freaky. Mm. Um, Again, this is all completely like in the air right now. So this is all hypothetical stuff, but it does make me feel uncomfortable. And I would be more inclined to just get someone who is paid and is talented to voice act my character. I mean, I know there's a lot of silent silent protagonists that you can play as that never speak and you still either like will choose voice lines and then the character will respond. I don't necessarily know if I need to figure out what I want to say, type in an answer, hear the answer, and then hear the the video game attempt to figure out how to answer me after I've just asked it a random question. Um, so all very interesting. We'll have to see if it ever comes to like fruition and if we ever see it in actual games, but I think it's very weird. I think it's a very strange idea, but we'll see. Yeah, I've also written down, will EA own my voice? Yeah. yeah. Because we all, more and more games make us scroll through those user yeah. agreements at the start, even when they're offline. Mm-hmm. God knows what's in there. Yeah. You may be submitting your voice to EA and they can just hold on to it. At the very least, they've got to store it somewhere. So mm-hmm. you'll, you have to sign those rights away. And I don't know how much more complicated it is for them to stick a clause in the sound. By the way, we will keep it yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for a while for, mm-hmm. you know, just personal reasons. That's fine. All voice stuff 
and face scans, etc., that players have been able to use in the entire history of video games have been crap. Yeah. <laughs> They don't work. They always look a bit wonky. Uh, You don't hear so much voice stuff anymore, but certainly, especially in like RTS games, you'd be able to use a microphone in some of them Mm -hmm. and say, unit, go to this place or create more soldiers or something like that. And it sort of worked sometimes. I think it was Tom Clancy's End War maybe came with a microphone. Seaman as well you could speak to, I think. And Hey You Pikachu. Now, obviously, it's been a while since those games have come out and technology has come an awful long way. However, it really annoys me because I am interested by the videos. But on Facebook Reels, I keep getting served videos by some GTA page about like weird and interesting occurrences in Red Dead Redemption 2. Like if you go to this place at this certain time, you can see this. Yeah. And they use just an awful synthesized voice that sounds like a real person, but also really obviously does not what, like sound the like TikTok a real person. Voice yeah. Well, there was loads of those going around where like you could tell it to say something and it would it would say it. And sometimes you were like, oh, who's is this a voice? Yeah, this and a then you person? wouldn't realize until a few p- videos later when the same voice was saying something else. You're like, oh, video. this is... I saw a top 10 list recently where someone had done... Yeah, I hate that. Just I, I absolutely hate that. Yeah. And that is presumably... With all the inflection and grace of that is what your character would sound like in a game. Yeah. Mm. The technology could move on further, which presents a multitude of other concerns, obviously. Uh, but say this did come out, I would I would like to try it, assuming they don't steal my voice. Forever. <laughs> yeah. However, I would absolutely want the option of a fully voiced actual, you know, from a professional mm. yeah. voice actor. That, that I would like that option. How much um, do you think you'd have to input for them to be able to use your voice? Like, surely there would be a lot of calibration or page, stuff. and like you'd, you'd maybe have to read it in certain inflections yeah. as well. And what would happen so. if just for fun you just read it in like a really weird way yeah. or yeah. just read it well, that's it. or every syllable that was like please say this and you were just doing different accents yeah. for everyone my friend had a copy of Shrek 2 on DVD oh my god and back in the day we used to enjoy using one of those modes if you put it into a computer and you had a microphone plugged in they had a scene where basically you could ADR it. You could mm-hmm. you could record the lines for one of the characters and it would automatically match it or slow it down or speed it up as you recorded the line to fit it. And we had so much fun with that because it was funny because mm-hmm. you could really mess, you know, you could speak in a really <laughs> yeah. messed up voice or say something completely disgusting yeah. mm-hmm. and it would match it up. And the best time that we ever had with it was when the entire thing screwed up and it managed to fit the entire script into one voice line. So they just went, (laughs) and that was it. And then the rest of it was silence. Wow. (laughs) And there is absolutely the possibility that the bugs that you get would not only be absolutely unprecedented, Mm. never before seen in a video game, but Mm -hmm. also completely ruin the game for you. Like completely ruin the tone, any important significant moments. And you've got your character there talking instead of a That is so sad. A dull monotone, monotone sort of thing. You sound like Crichton from Red Dwarf. uh, I kind of want to see it, but also it's very problematic for a lot of reasons. Mm. And also I don't want to see it. Yeah. Interesting. We'll have to see what they uh, do with that stuff. Tell you what it is, though. It's pretty weird. It is. It is pretty strange. And it's pretty current affairs, isn't it? Yes. Are you going to say it? It's weird news. Okay. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's weird news time, time for some weird video game news. Remember, if you would like to get a shout out at this point in the podcast on weird news, then you can submit some weird news to us under the relevant social media post that goes out on a Tuesday. However, if you'd like to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and sign up as a podcast producer, just like, just like G.Y. Goliath, Nicole Hansen, Duncan Wilson, Katie Hardy. Hardy. Garrett. I forget every time. Eric CU. Potato Shack 99. What? Oh, yeah. It's on two pages. <laughs> uh, Melody L. Bonnet. Nexus Polaris. Gabrielle Philippic. Blake Thomas. Janet Wicks. And Gwiel. And Great Giggity. <laughs> Giggity. Thank, Thank you, you so podcast much, podcast producers. producers. Peter, have you got some weird news there? I have. Um, this was sent to us by many people, but initially sent by editor Kieran. Yeah. Oh. Kieran Henry. Um, and then it was submitted on on our posts, and also someone DM'd it to me because it's vaguely Peter adjacent. <laughs> so I've got Kieran's write up here. But thank you to everyone who sent it. This is according to Video Games Chronicle, um, the one he posted on our office chat, written by Jordan Midler, uh, and it says Yorkshire Tea is selling one hundred and fifty pound PS Five and Xbox Series X slash S controllers. Uh, the controllers will come with a certificate of authentication. Wow. Yeah. There are lots of brands I would jump at the chance to own a weird branded controller. Like if you could get a KFC PS5 controller, yeah. I would probably buy that because yeah. it would be funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not so much with the teeth. No, me neither. Doesn't do also, much why is it £150? Yeah, too much. that's a lot. You get a certificate though, right, Peter? Yeah, yeah, yeah tell us about it. I'll tell you all about tell it. Tell us. The thing is, I do I quite like the art on, yeah, it does um, look quite good. On a on a box of Yorkshire tea, it's just like some nice fields and people playing cricket. But do I want it on a controller? And do I want the words Yorkshire tea on there? <laughs> no. Um, so the article then continues with word for word the same headline, but in the article, Yorkshire tea is selling custom PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S controllers. The controllers, which have been designed by Pope Art, cost £150 each and come in a special box with a certificate of authentication. The design on the controllers emulates a box of Yorkshire tea. 
Picture the scene, a description for the controller reads. You're facing down a boss with three heads and a hammer as big as a truck. Armed with nothing but a rusty sword you looted from a guard. Probably going to die. It's so generic, isn't it? Yeah. Gulping, you look down at the controller in your hands, wondering if victory is even possible, and you see it. The reassuring branding of your favorite tea. Yes, you say to yourself, I can do this. I can do this. You begin the fight and are immediately one-shotted. You're clearly way too low level for this area. Can't believe it. On behalf of Yorkshire Tea, we would like to apologise for this and any other in-game mishaps caused by the powerful feeling of self-belief our (laughs) controller will fill you with. Wow. (laughs) Each controller uh, features a custom button set and a soft-touch finish, whatever that means. A standard DualSense controller has a retail price of $59.99 and an Xbox controller $54.99. Um, but uh, £150 apparently it's unclear how many of the controllers have been produced however Yorkshire Tea claims the items are limited edition mm. wow Someone it doesn't those. even brew me tea no is Yorkshire or, Tea your favourite tea it is actually it is the superior tea I mm. bought my boyfriend a box of Yorkshire Tea and apparently it was the wrong tea <gasps> oh so, no, no it wasn't gold was it Yorkshire no, Tea no no he just doesn't like Yorkshire Tea like apparently Yorkshire tea. thing is it's not even a Yorkshire pride thing it's just like you go all over the country and quite often people you know, or that or a PG Tips will have, yeah PG Tips is there too but a lot of people will have Yorkshire Tea mm. I have some news it was submitted by wife of Janet Wicks Amy Wicks <gasps> um, from Igan pair of Wicks Igan uh, by Anthony Wood Looks like Cult of the Lamb is getting its sex update after all. Hooray! The, sex. the subheading is Cult of the Slam. Oh, well, like off of sex. Yes. Um, Cult of the Lamb fans have successfully pressured developer Massive Monster into adding sex to its Cult 2022 game as part of the free Sins of the Flesh update, which is set to release in early 2024. Cutesy horror-infused roguelike, Cult of the Lamb launched in August last year with a simple brief to allow gamers to step into the cloven hooves its possessed fluffy sacrificial protagonist who must repay a debt to a mysterious stranger by establishing a cult in their name. The juxtaposition of the game's cutesy aesthetic with the overriding horror-infused themes has succeeded in delighting fans. Blah, blah, blah. That's what the game is. Um, now, Massive Monsters looks set to add another highly requested gameplay feature to its Cult 2022 game, the ability to have sex. The Sordid Saga began on November 23rd, when the developer shared details on a free major update coming early 2024 titled Sins of the Flesh. The provocative title was accompanied by art that re- depicted rapturous followers cavorting in the woods and making out while wearing naught but leaves to cover their unmentionables. Blimey. Oh. Yes, cheeky. Um, understand. That's not very sinful, actually. You should take the leaves off. Yeah, that's true. Well, there's no leaves on the the top half on the nips. So. Oh goodness me! Not yeah. female nipples, are they? No, animal nipples. Well, even female worse. animal nipples. That's even worse. Yeah. Um, understandably, the internet immediately, immediately and joyously anointed Sins of the Flesh to be the sex update, which would, fans reasoned, introduce the ability for the titular lamb and its followers to get busy with one another. <laughs> titular. The outpouring of smutty joy caused some fans to grow concerned about the impending update could render Cult of the Lamb un- unsuitable f- to play in front of their children, which prompted a massive... Mo- 
a massive monster employee to reassure the community that this would not be the case. Massive monster is the developer, right? Yes, it's not they a are. Massive a massive monster employee. employee. Yeah. It's also, okay. <laughs> you'd think also that probably if sex is implemented in any game, it would be an option. So if you're playing like, yeah. with your kids in the room, just maybe don't just have don't sex. Press, the, yeah. press A to have sex. But. Yes. Um, don't worry. The sex update is more of a meme in the community, replied developer account massive underscore CM on Steam. One some people are already are really running with, and then I think that's meant to be an emote. Um, the age rating hopefully won't change after this update as we have made sure the content adheres to guidelines. Um, obviously, everyone is, dif is different, but I doubt you won't be able to play in front of your kids if you do already. In a twist to one of 2023's most unexpected narratives, Call of the Lamb developers have seemingly had a change of heart. After posting earlier today, they would indeed introduce sex to the game if it hit 300,000 followers on the platform by the end of the year. Wow. As of writing, the sex update is a go with Call of the Lamb sitting on over 322,000 followers followers and rising um and then someone who works for the game said look the or massive monster tweeted looks like the programmers are on board and uh they have decided that they might add it it said it isn't clear exactly how massive monster will introduce sex to the cult of the lamb lamiverse or whether there will be an opportunity to toggle the sexy shenanigans off in order to keep the title as kid-friendly as possible they could have had a universe yeah that's mm. true yeah. um regardless since the flash update set to bring a range of other features and stories to the title when it drops early next year so yeah they are bringing they are adding sex i think i saw um the social media manager said i went to the gym we were on 150 or oh, 200,000 followers i just finished my gym session and we are over 300,000 followers wow. i feel like i've made a mistake yeah. <laughs> it's just like i like how the article yeah. said yeah it looks like they might introduce it like you can't not now mm. after saying publicly if we hit 300k we will introduce yeah. it they mm. have to do something now yeah but yeah, I saw I saw the they were calling it the sex update on Twitter like last week, and then I saw the next day that they were like, "Whoops!" Yeah. But this was the pitch that they used, and it kind of cracked me up. Oh. It's the cult of the lamb, lamb as um as sexy Squidward. Yeah, handsome Squidward. Handsome Squidward. I wow. call him sexy because I think he's sexy. He's he's sexy to be fair. He's handsome sexy. You give me both. What have you got, Ben? I've got news. What I found on my own, and no one else has submitted this, so mm. it's all me. Oh. This is from IGN. Again. And Igan, sorry, yeah. yes. And Ryan Dinsdale, sorry, Ryu Dinsdale. <laughs> Sentimental Skyrim players booting up Xbox 360s and PS3s to retire original characters. Oh. It's yeah, nice. It's a nice one. As, <laughs> although the comments are not nice under this IGN article. They're all <laughs> saying, oh, this is cringe and it's it gives gamers like a bad reputation because everyone thinks they're like lonely and losers and this makes you lonely and a loser. <laughs> Like, my God, you're the one in the you're IGN the problem. section. <laughs> when you said you were bringing Skyrim news, I thought it was that story a couple of people sent in where no. someone has killed every killable thing. Yeah, yeah 296,000 gold is the highest bounty, I think, yeah. you can get in the wow. game. So someone's found that out. Good stuff. A wave of the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim players are getting a little sentimental and booting up their old Xbox 360s and PlayStation 3s to retire their original characters. Skyrim is now more than a decade old, 12 years, two weeks and six days to be exact, but remains in player consciousness as much as it did at, the, uh, as much as it did at launch, unlike Starfield. So. <laughs> yeah. Bethesda's beloved role-playing game lets players explore a vast open world, fight great evils and become a living legend, not to mention build a house, get married and have kids. Several players, the sex update. The sex update, yes. <laughs> Several players are currently taking that role-playing one step further, however, by revisiting their now veteran adventurers and retiring them. Though this isn't a particularly new concept for RPG fans, the current trend was triggered by 
Gutaria on Reddit. I'm scrolling. This is going to sound cheesy, sentimental, and a bit much, but hear me out, they wrote. I recently found my old Xbox 360 where I first played through Skyrim. My total first playthrough. No strategy, no game plan, no knowledge or lore. I just went for it. It occurred to me that this account that I spent hundreds of hours on was just sitting there waiting for me to pick it back up at any moment. This little Skyrim dude saw me through high school and part of college, and I just left him sitting this whole time. So I decided to get back on the 360 to retire my old guy. I took him to his custom-built house and put, in some, uh, put him in some emperor clothes, put all the weapons away and sat him at the table, saved the game and shut it off. Gave the virtual dude some closure and said goodbye to my first playthrough. It weirdly felt kind of nice. Before you laugh at the idea, give it a try. And then all the commenters are saying, loser, you're a loser. Um, and then it goes on to say the post became very, um, very popular on the subreddit. And lots of people did a very similar thing. Although. That was something I would do, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, where was it? Let's see. Uh, da -da -da -da. There was someone who was basically evil can't remember. I can't find it in here now. But essentially, oh yeah, though a little less wholesome, Anti-Jack Coalition did something similar with their villainous character. The account I did the most flip on, like Dark Brotherhood, Thieves Guild, Companions, Civil War, Dragon Ball DLC, vanilla playthrough ending, I retired sitting in some big Brunway-ass mansion in the mountains with a lot of gold, they said. It does, re it does feel really nice to leave them to themselves after everything is over. Lovely. Uh, so and yeah. everyone responded in a rational, normal everyone way was normal. to people just being nice to one another on the internet. I feel sort of both, both ways about it. Like I agree, Ashton. It's the kind of thing I would do too, but yeah. it is still a little bit. It cringe. is cringe, yeah. but it's just a bunch of people being like, "Oh, that sounds nice. I'll that's do what you that. Do. Yeah. Just do it." Yeah. And then gamers get laughed so at because angry. of things like this. No, they don't laugh at because of people like you. Yeah, they do actually. Gamers get a bad reputation because of like actual toxic people, not because <laughs> someone decided to just sit their character at a table. And save the game. Yeah. People really like to make big deals over nothing. So that's what that's else. what in, that's what internet that's what articles you are doing right now. Do this is just sad and pathetic. Oh uh, my god. That straight loneliness right there. No way I'll be doing this. The okay. load times on the PS3 were horrendous. Uh yeah, <laughs> lots of just rational and nice people on IGN. Yeah. It is definitely it. it's a little bit cringe, but it's also, you know, you're 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 role-playing a wizard, my dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get over yourself. So there we are. That's my week. Wow. Oh, that was quite nice. That yeah. was quite nice. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. Should we move on to something rather large? Yes. yes. Uh, some call it the Big Disc Onion. Mm. Oh. It's Big Disc Onion time. Time for the Big Disc Onion. <laughs> Is that like an onion ring, but without the hole don't in the middle? I don't Is think we can onion. conceive Wasn't the Disc of the Onion what Terry Pratchett's uh, world yeah. was based yeah. on? Yeah, it was like the everything bagel from yeah, everything yeah, yeah. everywhere all at once. You can't really conceive of the Big Disc Onion. Right. It's got so, so many layers. beyond us, yeah. beyond our comprehension. Yeah. Uh, Brett Moore brings us the Big Disc Onion this week. Hello, BAP. With the GTA 6 announcement coming up soon, what features or mechanics would you like to see them incorporate? Maybe returning features like changing how your character looks and plays like in San Andreas, or more minigames like driving taxis and ambulances. <laughs> I personally hope the storytelling is as deep and interesting as RDR2. Thanks for all your hard work. Tell James Jenkins he's got my vote at the James Awards. Keys, keys. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Brett. So... I want to correct myself because I feel like on numerous occasions I have said that the Hauser brothers have left Rockstar. That turns out not to be true. Just one of them. It's just the one Hauser, actually. Oh. Um, Sam Hauser is still there. Uh, Dan Hauser, the writer of their various games, has gone, yeah. which may impact 
this, but we'll talk about more uh, talk about that more in a second. Sam Hauser is still there as the as the head of everything. He's been the executive yeah, producer on most of the games. Mm. Maybe the only thing that triggered me uh, that, that triggered this to me. What am I you triggered? I'm a little bit triggered. Uh, the only thing that uh, that brought this to my attention was the fact that I'm about to quote from Rockstar's website in a post dated the 8th of November that is signed off by Sam Hauser. Right. And I was like, oh. what? But you left. <laughs> I thought, no, he's still there. Next month marks the 25th anniversary of Rockstar Games. Thanks to the incredible support of our players worldwide, we have had the opportunity to create games we are truly passionate about. Without, without you, none of this would be possible, and we are so grateful to all of you for sharing this journey with us and to all of our staff for crunching. In 1998, <laughs> Rockstar course. Games was founded on the idea that video games could come to be as essential to culture as any other form of entertainment, and we hope that we have created games you love in our efforts to be part of that evolution. We are very excited to let you know that in early December, we will release the first trailer for the next Grand Theft Auto. We look forward to more uh, to many more years of sharing these experiences with all of you. From Sam Hauser, Kiss Kiss. Kiss Kiss. Um, so this is, this is now, I mean, we already knew it was happening because there yeah. was that massive leak last year. Mm -hmm. In terms of what we already know about GTA from those leaks, uh, it will be coming back to Vice City yeah. and its surrounding area. Uh, the in-development names for the two playable characters are Jason and Lu Lucia, or Lucia, I'm not sure, and you will be able to swap between them, but it'll be more of an instantaneous thing rather than a zoom all the way out of the map because they're going to be kind of like close to each other at all times. Yeah, and then it's kind AI, of a Bonnie and Clyde yeah, situation. That's yeah. the basic pitch. So we know the broad strokes, and now they've come out and said, yes, obviously, this game is happening and we're going to get a trailer really soon. Mm -hmm. Maybe at the James Awards, mm -hmm. maybe not at the James Awards. They might do their own thing. Hopefully they'll let the James Awards happen beforehand so they don't just, because it'd be a bit of a dick move because they will dominate the news cycle mm -hmm. yeah. and it would steal all of poor Jeffree's thunder and we, that's not very fair. No. Uh, so either be at the James Awards or don't but do it after. Uh, so, Peter. Yes. What would you like to happen in GTA 6? Well, um, I have heard rumors. People have rumored that like your character will age just constantly or characters will oh. age through the game and uh, that you like have to get your hair cut and stuff like that. And if you don't, your hair just gets really long. Like Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, exactly. And I don't like that kind of stuff. I don't like uh, either having to do basic like hygiene and maintenance in a video game uh, it's great if it's an option. It maybe gives you a little like boost or something. If you go and like have a shower, then you're slightly more charismatic and you can convince people of stuff or, or whatever, you know. Uh, but if I have to like actually go and get my micromanage and yeah, yeah, all the micromanagement, uh, not a fan of that. And I also don't like the idea of my character just aging the longer I play the game. If that is indeed something that happens, uh, it, you know, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, but it's a rumor. Um, so those are a, th a couple of things that might be in there that I wouldn't like to see. Um, I like Brett's suggestion of, uh, you know, the, the, the like the taxis and ambulances. I used to enjoy doing that in previous games, just earning a little bit of money and having fun doing, you know, putting out fires and a fire engine and, and that kind of thing. Um, so that's all good. Uh, I mean, it's difficult to think of like new stuff that hasn't already been covered by GTA 5 because really it was such an expansive world. You know, you could go and like play tennis or have a race or go into like any number of buildings so i think it would be i'd like to see more um I'd, it, what i would it, i don't know how this would be how this would work necessarily okay but i would like to be able to voice your own character yes well boy howdy have i got news for you i boy would Hauser. like to be able to 
basically just create my own heists and just pull off heists okay. um, using like various kind of mechanics. And like, I would like to be able to just like pick a bank, uh, you know, get like a squad together, uh, you know, of, of my friends and go and like pull off like a cleverly orchestrated heist of my own making. Mm. I know, of course, there have been heist missions in the past. Of course, there have, and I'm sure they will be back. But it would be nice if you could, uh, you know, not just do essentially petty crime um, outside of missions, because that's pretty much all you can do in GTA uh, games of the past is steal cars, uh, mug people, and that that's sort of it. I think it would be nice if there were some... If there was a mechanic in place somehow that allowed you to sort of craft a more elaborate kind of uh, crime, I think that could be really fun. Mm. Um, Also, as far as I can remember, you haven't in the past ever been able to build your own house in Grand Theft Auto. You've been able to do little bits of customization. And of course, you've been able to like build actual tracks and stuff for GTA Online. But uh, it could be quite fun to uh, sort of buy a plot of land, build your own house, put different things in it. That sort of thing. You know, I'm trying to think of like games that or, or mechanics we have in games now that are quite common that haven't actually been in GTA in the past because, as I say, they have covered a lot of things in certainly GTA 5. Um, but those are a couple of ideas of mine. Ashton? I asked the community what oh, they wanted well, in oh, Grand Theft Auto 6. It's okay. Um, and I got a lot of comments. There was a lot of people. So I've just kind of summarized what I saw a lot of. I didn't realize, and I don't think that a lot of people did realize that there was uh, set characters already. Right. I didn't. How did you know that? I didn't know uh, that. It was, that. It was in yeah. the, the big leak from last year. There was There was a Latina character and another character. And those are their... their as it said, they're in development names. Right, okay. Right. Um, I didn't know that, and I don't think many people did either, right, because right. there was quite a lot of people saying that they would like to create their own character mm. for the story. There was a couple of people saying that they didn't want to play as a woman. Of course. Ugh. That would be awful. But yeah. there's some people saying that they would like to play as a woman. Um, a lot of people asked for local co-op campaign, um, mm. because be nice. there obviously is always kind of a few characters in it. Well, I'd say always. GTA Five had a few characters to choose from, so there was a local co-op questions. There was uh, a want for additional single-player DLC instead of only GTA Online extra content. Lots of people saying that they kind of didn't want a GTA Online situation in the same way that they had with uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. There was a lot of people saying they didn't want any microtransactions, which Ooh. I understand, but Good you luck. live in a world where they always exist. Yeah. Um, and also, lots of people saying, my favorite phrase, no wokeness, please. No wokeness. <laughs> no wokeness. Uh, what does that mean multiple, exactly? I don't know. I don't know. think they could define it. I wrote the word yawn after I wrote no right. wokeness, because if you use the word woke, unironically, you need to take your head out of your ass. Mm. Um, but what I would like outside of the community stuff a lot of the stuff they said were things I would like I love a local co-op game Uh, despite what I may have said earlier about Gotham Knights I do like a local co-op game Um, Scrambled Ashton wants attention Scrambled Ashton wants attention and I would suggest that you open the door Um, Scrambled Ashton wants to take this car (laughs) every time you want to punch someone Scrambled Ashton wants to punch this Scrambled Ashton has pressed a button yeah Yeah. Scrambled Ashton would like to walk four paces forward (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I would like that. Uh, I would also like to have more interactivity in the world. I'd like there to be kind of more goings on, more like shops or bars or places you, you can visit and go into a little bit like the bank situation, like yeah. being able to kind of organically go and do things that aren't necessarily just you can do this when this mission is active. Mm -hmm. There was loads of places in Grand Theft Auto V that would have been really interesting to explore the inside of or be have the opportunity to kind of go and do like missions in there, but obviously weren't given the opportunity to. Um, and again, I'd like some of the more cool online content that we got for GTA V to also be in the single player, like the heists and like running your own kind of criminal organization yeah. that you can gain money from while you're doing it. Um, like picking if you want to be into money laundering or drugs or other such things and owning a club that you can use to like as your base of operations where you can gain money, which you can then spend on things. Um, I would like that. I I enjoyed that element of Grand Theft Auto Five. Is the tinsel Is going? It's on its way. Oh, oh. 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 Merry Christmas. sad face. Um, but yeah, that's what I would like in Grand Theft Auto Five, and I also agree in the sense of I would like no microtransactions, but I'm a realist, and that's not going to happen. And so. you don't want it to be woke. Either. And I don't want a single yeah. woke thing. If they even say he or she once, <laughs> I'm going to kick off. Yeah, I'd like it to be asleep. It's yeah. Uh, not woke. So asleep. Yeah. So the crazy cheats need to come back. Oh, yeah. Mm. We need cheats. We need silly cheats. Mm -hmm. um, silly cheats. I am personally not too sure about multiple protagonists. I didn't dislike it in GTA 5, but I did find that I never switched characters unless it was for a mission. Yeah. I, I, that functionality was sort of wasted on me. I, I get that it was very novel, but also the process of switching was very slow. Mm -hmm. And if it's a lot faster this time, then that's not an issue at all, I yeah. suppose. So that, that'll probably be okay. Uh, I think they should make a separate download slash install for the online versus the single player. I think mm -hmm. they should be totally separate. Uh, we've spoken before about how this game could be a live service nightmare where it's a combination of both. And I sincerely hope that's not the case. That's not very them, but obviously GTA Online has been printing money for them for over a decade now or mm -hmm. close to. So, But then hopefully they know that they can just do that again and continue to print Fingers money. Fingers crossed. They don't have to do the live Fingers service crossed. because they can do separate. But I would like it to be, it may be annoying for people who want to play both, but I would rather it be a separate application. Because yeah. originally yeah. you couldn't even, if I'm remembering rightly, you couldn't even switch to online as you were starting up the game. You had to load in and then from the character select wheel where you, know, you had Franklin and uh, Trevor and Michael, mm -hmm. the top one was your online character, and that is how you went into online. And then, of course, the online didn't bloody work at launch, mm -hmm. so that's another thing they need to fix. Uh, so I think separating all of that, making sure or it was even separate. like, you know, like Call of Duty do, where it asks you which bits of the install. install you want to yeah, do, yeah. rather than like two separate applications, because yeah. that would, would be, be nice huge. to be like, I don't want this. Thank it would be a huge file to have all of it on there. Yeah. So that, furthering my point, I would like there to be a total separation of online and offline, unless it's on very specific terms. So, for mm. example, if you did create an online character, or maybe when you start up the game, even if you want to opt in for online, it makes you create your online character almost immediately. Say you own a particular apartment in GTA Online. Maybe your online character in the offline version is wandering about in that general vicinity or is, or is in that area, or you could mm -hmm. see them on the streets doing stuff or mm -hmm. maybe bump into them as part of the story. But I don't want there to be any creeping in of online GTA Online elements into the single player offline game at all. I, don't, I, yeah. I do not want that. Um, Co-op, as you said, 
is a really good idea, especially if it's a Bonnie and Clyde kind of situation. Mm, yeah. I don't see why you shouldn't be able to invite a friend to run around and rampage in your private online city or offline city, as it mm -hmm. were, and do the missions together if those two characters are together for the whole thing. Um, and maybe it's a bit like other co-op games like Resident Evil 6, which is the best Resident Evil game, where there are several points where you split off. So depending on which character you play as, you experience a different part of that mission because you yeah. have a different objective. That could be pretty cool as well. Um, for all of its many numerous, 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 numerous sins, Saints Row mm -hmm. let you expand your criminal empire by purchasing lots and putting businesses on them. Yeah. Like you were just talking about with the criminal enterprise stuff. Yeah. That could be really cool if it was done way better. Because yeah. that, just, that just gave you a list of chores to do in order to level up your thing. Whereas here, the ability to buy property and actually run a proper criminal organization would be pretty cool if that's the direction the story ends up going in and also much like we were promised with cyberpunk and maybe that's been fixed or kind of swept under the rug for now the city felt so was meant to feel way more alive than it actually ended up feeling like there was does there feel were better now lot, it, that's good mm. there were lots of buildings where it was like i'd love to be able to walk in there and see what's going on mm. this shop looks weird and futuristic i'd love to go in there even if i can't buy anything and just look at it a bit more like that yeah. make the make the world feel Rockstar have always done an amazing job of making their worlds feel alive and if we're if this is the next big yeah. sandbox game I'm not saying you should be able to go in every building but certainly a lot of buildings you should be able to mm. go inside yeah. I think that that would be a, a great thing for immersion another yeah. thing I've thought of is and I'm sure they will do it because they've done it for well I think since San Andreas maybe since even Vice City is to throw in some of the like the weird uh, rumored like urban myth like strange stuff that mm. that always like finds itself into the GTA community there's always like is there a UFO some people say they've seen the UFO but no one knows if it's there or like is Bigfoot walking around in San Andreas we're not sure mm. and then you see like I mean nowadays because it, we are so connected and we have instant sharing of actual game footage it would be less like there would be fewer rumors and more just like instant confirmation. Here's footage of this mm -hmm. thing I found. But like with the with the Bigfoot, it was like, oh, here's someone's like got a screenshot of what they saw. And it's like, is that a mod? Some people were like modding it in and some people were saying this is not modded. I saw something and I really enjoyed that whole like aspect of the GTA community. And I think, you know, more of that is is always interesting. Yeah. It's, it's fun to watch people decipher stuff on like the subreddit like there was a whole mount chiliad conspiracy yeah. in mm -hmm. gta 5 yeah. and people were working out for like months and months and that's always super fun yeah. i also would like um some slightly more likable characters would yeah. be yeah. nice yeah um i didn't enjoy trevor at all no. We, no. we've spoken about this yeah. before no. I, yeah, he, I just it just wasn't pleasant. I know that's the point, but like I just didn't enjoy his him yeah. at all. Yeah, and character. like I can understand obviously they're criminals; are not supposed to be good people, but also like they can still be charismatic and likable, even as criminals. Yeah, like as caricatures, like yeah, weird. Like exactly. you had all sorts of weird guys in in the old GTA yeah. games. All yeah, sorts of, there are loads that of fictional nice. like Strange crime lords who are actually kind of likable. Yeah, you know, exactly. Some of the, like most messed up people. Like 
I like Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. He's a cannibal who murders people. He's a horrible But he does man, so in such a fun way. He's interesting. He's <laughs> yeah. great. He's just a great guy. Yeah. It'll be fascinating to see the tone of this game yeah. as well because there's been a, a lot of reporting on the big culture shift that's been happening in Rockstar, um, especially since a lot of the speaking out stuff has been happening. Mm. Um, so things could be shifting in that regard. Obviously, Dan Hauser is the Hauser brother who has left, who, who has been involved in the writing or written pretty much all of the Rockstar open world games, including the GTA titles. He left in 2020. There's a good chance that he might have contributed heavily mm -hmm. to this already, or yeah. maybe even had it written. But apparently he did have an extended break in 2019 as well, presumably after Red Dead 2. Mm. And uh, it was that point where he left. And then he signed on as a, uh, as a, a financier of some sort of blockchain thing. So mm. hope he's doing great. <laughs> uh, but he... There's there's a chance that he might not have been involved in this at all. Yeah. And there's lots of talented writers out there. Yeah. But as we've seen with other big franchises, not nearly as big, but board bands, mm -hmm. for example, when the person who makes it what it is leaves, it can become very, very different. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see if it still has its edge or if it pushes things too far, or if it plays it way too safe like Saints Row did. Well, I would like it to... And I understand that... GTA, it's every, they punch they punch at everyone. They take the hits at everyone, but they don't uh, all the time. Um, and I would like, if we are going to go there in some ways, mm. I'd like it to, I'm not going to be sensitive about it. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to get triggered by it. But I, I would cry. I would like it to not feel like we're constantly punching down right. uh, when it comes to the humor in GTA. GTA 5, since it was going um gta 5 was fine and it did have some elements where it was like clearly punching down but it didn't feel like that was the focus of it and some people seem to view gta as like they're allowed to get away with everything they can make jokes about everyone they can you know they don't care about wokeness Ugh. uh but like it's never been that bad and i wouldn't like to see them pander to the anti-woke brigade uh to like try and be edgy and cool like i think you can still be funny and still have the same level of humor and kind of satire, satire yeah. that gta 5 had without having to be mean and offensive to certain people so i would be interested to see like you say the tone and mm -hmm. how they address things because the when when gta 5 came out the vibes were very different to how they are now. Oh, yes. So it was very much, you know, a zeitgeist, isn't it? Like they they respond to whatever is current, um, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of... It'll be TikTok this time. Yeah. There'll, there'll be, be lots there'll of be influencer TikTok. characters. Big TikToks. Yeah, TikTok awesome. But like that, that's fine. Like punch up. Make fun of the uh -huh. influencers. Make fun of the politicians things... The politicians. The yeah. things in NFTs. our culture that are yeah. stupid and ridiculous. Blockchains. He just takes, swings his brother. Yeah. Uh, news or the internet. Yeah, exactly. Kind of stuff, like yeah. make punch up don't punch down there's nothing funny about punching down you're just being mean like mm -hmm. punch up i'd love to see them take aim at like those people who are inherently ridiculous because of the power that they have there'll and, be an elon musk caricature oh, in there absolutely lovely. well you already killed uh what's his name uh Zuck the zuckerberg equivalent oh, yeah. Yeah. gta5 he's yeah. already dead so. exactly yeah, this is it's fascinating for a lot of reasons. These games do not come around very often and they come around far less often now than they used to. So this it's going to be a huge one, but will it be a Starfield or will it be uh, an equivalent of something that we've been waiting for for ages that was actually really good in the end? Do you think you go to space? 
because like oh my god i mean literally the final frontier someone will take off in a dick rocket they've done submarines they've oh my god there'll definitely be a dick rocket. there will be a dick rocket because they did aircraft in like vice city that was when helicopters came in and then they've done like you know the giant construction vehicles they've done the jet fighters and stuff they've done jets obviously Blimps. uh blimps. blimps they've done a submarine there's not really any other type of vehicle other than an actual rocket. rocket. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if that's, yeah. if that's where they go next. I would like to I would like to see how they tackle the world of the 2020s in mm-hmm. terms of like what they make jokes about and there's oh, so yeah. mu- there's so much content that they could take stuff, stuff from absolutely. Things. Yeah, there's there's lots of really interesting things to satirize for sure. Mm-hmm. Um but we'll see. Mm. What do you want to see from GTA and don't say wokeness yeah anti-woke whatever i don't care it's tiring it's exhausting it doesn't matter uh what fun gameplay features do you want Mm. that's what's that's what's most important Mm -hmm. will the game be fun let us know in the comments below there's lots of other places you can find us on the internet as well peter's going to tell you about a couple of them right now you can find all our content at youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump all of our videos on youtube and almost all of our streams on twitch but occasionally little special treats on youtube um (laughs) and uh, if you are watching us on twitch and you've got amazon prime already you are paying for a Twitch sub. You might not be using it yet, but if you... Uh, You're paying a, for it, fool. Paying for it. If you have a look at your Amazon Prime, there's a sub there that you can redeem on us at no extra cost and you get all the benefits of having paid for a sub. Like, mm. a, like a chump. Whoa. Whoa. Thank Please. you very much for yeah. paying for subs. To Strong language. Thank My you. gosh. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram on all of which we are at Team Triple Jump if you want to get in contact with us. If we are your in your top five on Spotify wrapped, do tag us and let us know. We always love seeing uh, people's, I like seeing who we're mixed with. Do you know what I mean? I like seeing what else you guys look at. I'm like, oh, it's us. And then, drag queens crazy uh love your love your vibe um and we also have patreon.com forward slash team triple jump don't forget a new episode of main menu went out there yesterday at time of release and it is it's very good if Mm. i just touched on myself triple ju.mp that's triple ju.mup that's our website triple jump go check it out that's where you can find links to literally everything that we do and why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice it helps something to do with al gore's rhythms if you don't leave us a five-star review we'll come in and we'll we'll argue with you because that's apparently okay now. Yeah, that's yeah. what happens. Uh... The reason you thought it was boring was actually because you weren't listening well. <laughs> have you tried? Have you a, tried? Have you tried changing your ears? When yeah, the astronauts, astronauts went, to... <laughs> when they listened to the Triple Jump podcast, they were really bored. Well. Yeah, yeah and it. they said it was fine. Yeah. yeah, it was all right for them. What's the difference? Peter, what's the sponsor for this week again, please? Coming soon from Ubisoft, a documentary all about Christmas turkeys from sort of France, Spain. Uh, abattoir poultries of andorra very good fantastic thank you so much for watching slash listening everybody we'll see you next time Mm -hmm. Bye. hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 